What's up, listeners? Welcome back to Not Just a Phase. We're online at notjustaphase.net and we're on Instagram at Not Just a Phase Worldwide. If you're new to the show, we got our streaming services there and a Patreon link if you want to support the expansion of this show. Uh, today's uh, episode's a little different. I'm actually interviewing someone who's already been on the show twice now, but the, <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> My name's Rob. I'm your usual host, and our guest today's name is also Rob. He plays in two great local hardcore bands, one called Rust, that we'll be talking a lot about today, and another called Dialone. And even though I said to myself I wouldn't normally interview the same band twice, unless it was like years apart, I do have to say that in the short bit of time it's been since I last got to talk about Rust, a ton of shit has been popping off for them. And we're going to get into all that and so much more. So let's kick it off here with a new jam, Ontario Hardcore, one of the best doing it out here. And if you haven't heard this band yet, you're fucking up big time. So check this out. What up? This is Rob from Rust. You're listening to Sing So Low on the Not Just a Phase fucking punk show. Let's get it. Awesome. Thanks for not calling it a podcast. I keep denying that we're <laughs> for those who don't know. I said, don't say not just a phase podcast. He's like, all right. I'm like, yeah, I call it a punk show. I don't like podcasts. That one's good. We're going to use that one. All right. So Rob, welcome back to the show, man. How are you feeling today? Thanks, brother. Thanks for having me, man. I feel good. How do you feel? How are you? I got a headache. I got a headache. Last night's show was, uh, was brutal. But Danforth was almost completely sold out. And uh, just say, yeah, you caught the fucking uh, citizen show, the Joyce Banner citizen show. Yeah. There is kids like fucking fainting beside me and just like, I don't know, they're throwing water around because it was just, it was honestly the sweatiest show I've ever been to. Yeah. Well, you're under the doors on Sunday night. So, yeah. No, I heard that too. A couple of, couple of casualties. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There was, uh, it was a time, that's for sure been a dangerous show season with our fucking heat and i mean there's and no ventilation indoors there's very little ventilation in danforth and when you pack a big venue tiny like, venue doesn't matter yeah, it's dangerous like, you know and i feel like when you do that too like there's an extra level of aggressiveness that comes out of motherfucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. hey listen it's hot all right i'm gonna yeah. swing on everybody i fucking see to make sure they're as hot as i am yeah, I wouldn't have made it very long if I if I went out to the doors there. Maybe a good minute of having fun and then probably died. Oh, bro. Yeah. Yeah, that was the time. It was a time for sure. 
<laughs> so you're the first guest to be interviewed three times on this fucking show. So congratulations. No one's, <laughs> no one's ever going to take that title belt. You have that title belt for the life best, now. The, the best part is, is that no one's ever going to hear the second time. So, I mean, it's kind of kudos. It's going to be the long lost archive. We'll, we'll, we'll drop it fucking in like 2087 or something stupid. Yeah. No. So you want to explain why you're on the show for three times now, like for your third time? Okay, so the first time, you know, <laughs> you wouldn't leave us alone. You were like, "Oh man, I need to, I need <laughs> to talk to you so bad." Come on, legends. You guys are like guys, and we were like, "No, no, no!" Like we need to be interviewed by Rob for not just the fate. We need to make this happen. No. Um. So the first time was uh, when promo. <laughs> All the local legends. Everyone's a local legend. So the first time was uh, when we dropped promo, uh, you and I became friends and we were talking back and forth and it was a good time. So Tommy and I hopped on, yeah. did a little bit of that. And then uh, the second time we actually just did a few weeks ago and I ended up being a fucking dumbass and talking about a bunch of shit I couldn't have talked about at the time. And <laughs> then a bunch of things got kind of mixed up. And uh, yeah, so here we are doing the uh, the third time's the charm for uh, for the Not Just a Phase Punk show. <laughs> just for the record i'm not doing any fucking redos for anybody ever again <laughs> it's, a, it's a bitch to edit and you're like hey man big favor i'm like no dude <laughs> like, yeah i guess we can do it so we're here today as you were saying we're here to chat and promote some new things mainly a new record which i've had the privilege of hearing and it's massive so you want to do the promo thing for the listeners what's this new album called when is she dropping where can we get the physicals so the new record's called World Upside Down. It drops August 26th, and it's dropping. Uh, we're dropping physicals via Wormwood. So um, there's a vinyl release. Uh, we did. We started the pre-orders last week. Um, there's 25 limited edition covers that are pretty sick, um, and then uh, there's 25 actuals that are going to be up on the Wormwood Record Store. Um, and then we're going to have some physicals for shows. Uh, there is a record release show being planned out right now. I can't really speak too much about it, but it's coming up soon. Yeah, don't and, make me do uh, this again. No, 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 I'm not fucking that up. No, no, I'm not fucking that up. Um, so we are doing the we are doing the record release show at some point. Um, we're planning it out right now. Uh, it's going to be pretty sick. I'm pretty stoked on it so far. Um, but we we are going to have physicals to that, and that is also going to have its own uh, record release cover. So in total, I think we're looking at three different covers for the record. It's pretty fucking sick. We're super stoked on it. We've never done vinyls before, so we're trying to have as much fun with it as possible. Um, they're purple. So for any of you purple lovers, they're fucking sick. So I'm stoked on them. Like, I mean, I bought one. They're fucking dope. Uh, but yeah, so that's what we're looking at. Uh, the record itself drops digitally August 26th. Um, we've been playing some songs off of it so far, and the reception on them has been pretty fucking dope. So we're stoked to get the rest of the songs out and get people, uh, get it in everybody's fucking ear holes. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for uh, giving me a song to play. That was cool. Uh that new jam that you guys haven't released yet so that's that's it that's hype uh, so three, that's three variants too that's, that's cool oh yes yeah. so that song the sing solo song that uh we just premiered yes um it also features our good boy camden good from d block so we're gonna get into that a little bit after i'm sure when we talk about the shows that you missed um <laughs> wow you're really gonna do that to me eh it's the last fucking favor i do for you try to keep the show rolling like a professional here <clears throat> So uh, I just had 
No, I had to throw a quip in there. But yeah, I know yeah. that song sings a little features our boy Camden Good from D Block. He was kind enough to hop on that track. So shout out to D Block and shout out to Camden Good. He's a fucking gem of a human. And yeah. And yes, three variants. So you can continue on. So you're saying I am so sorry that I cut you off. That's <laughs> no, all good. So who did the uh, artwork for the album? I know we had uh, a fun chat about this last time we recorded this. <laughs> so the artwork was actually done by uh, Russ' previous drummer, Doug Shields. Uh, he tattoos out of steel and ink out in Collingwood. So highly recommend anyone, any uh, any old school heads, like any old school traditional style tattoo lovers. Um in the Collingwood area, Doug Shields is the fucking man. Uh, he absolutely nailed the artwork on this for us. We couldn't have been happier. Um, it's pretty cool to kind of keep everything in the Russ family. We wanted to, this time around, like I think we were talking about it last time, we wanted to contribute, you know, we wanted we wanted to try and keep as much of the local scene involved with us as possible. And uh, Doug was obviously an integral part of Russ when we started. And um, he's definitely always been a bro of ours. And we were super stoked that he was that he was able to do it and that he had the time to do it. So, yeah, Doug, Doug's a great guy. So if you're in Collingwood, go get tattooed by him. If you ever see him, give him a what's up and give him a hug. He's a fucking great person. And for my own curiosity, is this other? You said there's an artwork variant, or is it going to be a, a vinyl variant? No, so there's actually an artwork variant. So um, we have a we have a little man that uh, so it's a gentleman. His name is Taylor Nihills. Um, he's a fucking gem of a human being. He's in Mississauga, I believe. Um, I'm pretty sure he lives in Mississauga. But anyways, amazing artist. He's done some stuff for Friction. He's done some other stuff. Um, he's just a great all-around dude. Uh, Rick actually went to him and was like, hey, man, like, we're looking at doing like an alternate cover. Would you be interested in getting in on it? And uh, what he sent us back was sick. So he gave us our, uh, our little mascot. Uh, we're calling him Kilowatt. So, you know, he plays on anyone that's seen the album art, which I'm sure you have by now. If you haven't, go check it out. It's pretty dope. Um, but there's the guy on the cover with the lightning bolts coming out of his fingertips. So we kind of did a play on that and took a, took a, the really cheesy way and called this fucking new kilowatt. It's pretty sick. Uh, so, yeah. So Taylor's the one that came up with uh, Taylor's the one that came up with kilowatt for us. And we're really stoked. We've been kind of trying to low key get the word out about it so like you know our new stickers are kilowatt and we're trying to push you know low-key get that get that out there as much as possible so big fan of the new shit um it's got a slightly more metallic hardcore edge a little more groove oriented i'm wondering if that was like an intentional move that you guys did towards the sound to expand beyond the bare bones of, of you know basic hardcore was it intentional or is this just the direction it's been going um, I think I, first of all, I appreciate that. That's fucking awesome. I'm glad you're digging the new shit. Um, we definitely, um, I think this time around, we really wanted to be, we wanted to grow, but in a way that suited us more as players and as individuals, I guess, which is like a slightly more metallic vibe, right? Like Rick and I are really into like a lot of like the Midwest stuff, like integrity and, you know, even metalcore bands or not even metalcore bands, but like the early metal bands, um, like Chimera and bands like that, like are really like hugely influenced influential to us. And then obviously like the machine heads and like bands like that are really big to us. So incorporating that riff wise, 
this time around just kind of came naturally, but it was also something that we were conscious of that we really wanted to take. Like we wanted the mosh parts to hit harder. We wanted the two steps to hit harder. We wanted, you know, to incorporate a little bit more of a dynamic than what we had previously done. And from what, you know, from what you were saying and like any of the other cats that heard some of the songs, especially live, like this live, the song seemed to be transitioning well as well. So it's definitely, uh, I think we're on the right foot. Yeah, very excited for it. Um, so I think we have almost everything plugged right now. Not 100%, yeah. but we'll, we'll get back to it. We'll get back to it. Pretty fucking, pretty fucking close. We're yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of shit coming up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about something I have to can't talk about and then have to redo the fucking show again. So. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing that. No, 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 we already talked about that. All right, we'll One see. More fucking re- so now, if you ask me, a, if you ask me, a, if you ask me a question, I'm just gonna say no comment. Nice. Okay. All right. Gonna, oh, we're good. We're good. So outside of, I mean, you're in two different bands, and you're you're, you're working. You know, what what are you doing in your free time, if you have any? I mean, like, does it's, it just dad life and memes, or? Yeah, dad life memes. I fucking I live for my dad life, and I live for the memes. Yeah, it's been um. It's been pretty crazy. Like with the between Die Alone and between Rust, it's been um, it's definitely been I've been a lot busier the last little bit than I usually am, um, which is great. And now like we're getting ready to do we're getting ready to finish up the new Die Alone record, so it's everything's kind of coming full circle. And then yeah, it's just go time really. So outside of the band stuff, yeah, you can pretty much catch me grabbing ice cream with the kiddos or posting the most ridiculous Juggalo memes to send Rob. Rob's way. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. I hate, <laughs> I hate that so much. They're so fucking funny. So uh, bad. That so one, bad. the one, the live, love, laugh one, but it said the <laughs> gathering of the juggalos where you actually had to read it. Oh my yeah. God, bro. I was crying. That hurt. Died. I couldn't stop laughing. I actually had a nightmare. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I had a nightmare of someone like chasing me with face paint on. So I think this is why I'm juggophobic. The face paint shit oh, just it creeps me out, man. I don't like it. The other one, the fucking the from Jesus to juggle or from juggle <laughs> to Jesus one. Oh, bro, I was fucking man. It's still at, like the forefront of my homepage. I fucking died. Oh my god, it's so fucking funny. But yeah, no, that's that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much life for me right now. Fucking hang out with the kiddos, hang out with the girl, hang out with the fucking with the memes. Right. Hang out with just hanging out. I've been I've been going to a lot more shows too, trying to catch as many shows as possible. That's kind of been a big thing. Like you and I went and kicked it at that blind girl show. That was sick. Yeah, um, was I've been fun. I've been trying to get out, I've been trying to get out a lot more to kind of check out some other bands and really start keeping my ear to more to the local scene and seeing what's going on because there's a lot of really cool bands that are popping off. So yeah, trying to catch them all as much as possible. Yeah, I'm trying to get my ass out the door more often too, and especially now that we're actually able to go out and go to shows again. Um, what, what's, what's happening right now? Like local bands that you want to name drop? Cause I know you guys are all about sharing the love locally. So who are you listening to right now that you want to give shout outs to? Uh, well, temper tantrum number one, always, I don't know. I just, I love those bands. I love that band. Um, them as people, they're just fucking amazing. Gavel, obviously the Gavel fam, got to show love for the Gavel fam, the reality denied fam, got to show love to them. Hostage, living nightmare. Um, Newer bands that are kind of popping right now. We got Spirit of Vengeance that are getting ready to pop. I'm really stoked for them. Um, we got Pity Case. They're more of a metalcore type band, and I fucking 
love them. I think they're amazing, and I'm I'm really excited to watch them grow up. Um, they're really fucking. They're really going to make some waves coming up. Like they're relatively new, but um. And then we got uh, Brendan Sinkovich. He used to sing Trauma Lanes. His new band Constraint is coming up. They're really fucking good. Uh, we got Scabs off. They're a fucking great band. Um, I already said Reality Denied because I fucking love Reality Denied. My RD crew. Um, Just Right's great band. Linebackers, another great band. Holy shit, there's so many fucking great bands. Um, Got to show some love to my shoegazy boys, the Cicada. I love them. Um, yeah, man. Brady's trying to, I'm, I'm trying to fuck with everybody. I'm trying to find every local band that's popping off right now, coming up, and trying to make sure that, you know, we get, we get as much attention on the Ontario scene as possible. Right, and speaking of the Ontario hardcore scene, you guys just did a little uh, four-day, was it four days? Yeah, it was four days. Man. It was pretty good. It was uh, London, it was London, Windsor, Toronto, and Hamilton. And naturally, I got to ask, how did that go? I've only seen online how, it, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I oh, bust, yeah, bust my yeah. balls because I couldn't make it to Hamilton. Yeah, 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 yeah. How was it? Uh, the shows, they were fucking phenomenal. Man, I honestly, like, I'm sorry if you cry, but, like, you totally messed out. It was fucking sick. Ontario Hardcore came the fuck out. It was fucking wild. Uh, London, London was great. Uh, we had um, uh, Cohesion and Bar Down play with us. Um, it was sick. Um, so the run itself, I guess we should probably talk about the run itself. So the run itself was rust uh a band from calgary called plead which are fucking phenomenal and then the heavy hitters the homeboys from fucking detroit d block they came up and they jumped on three out of four of the shows with us and it was fucking i couldn't have asked for a better run of shows with a better group of humans it was fucking sick um so london ended up being uh cohesion and bar down which is always good my chemical valley brothers and bar down i fucking love that band too so i've got to show them some love because they're starting to play some new stuff so I think that means new stuff's on the horizon for them, and I'm fucking stoked as shit for that. Uh, and then the next night, we played Windsor with our friends from Reliever, and obviously, can't say enough good shit about Reliever. Reliever's fucking, they're the homeboys. They've been fucking homeboys since day one. I love that band. They're fucking phenomenal and always a pleasure to watch. That was probably one of my favorite times I've seen them, too. They were really fucking great. Um, and then we had Toronto, and Toronto was temper tantrum. Uh, Just right was supposed to play that as well, but they ended up um, they ended up having to uh, cut it a little short. So um, temper tantrum stepped up and fucking took care of the opening duties for that one, and absolutely fucking nailed it. They're they're one of my favorite bands in Ontario, just because they're just such. I love them. They're just genuine human beings. I love being around them and the energy they bring. They're just such a fun time band. I just, if, if you ever get a chance to catch them, definitely catch them. They're just a fun time. They're a great time. Um, and so Toronto's Sneaky D's, that was a great show. We actually ended up selling out. So that was kind of crazy for us being the headliners. Um, Rust has never really, uh, you know, we don't play Toronto a whole lot. So the expectations were kind of, you know, mixed. We weren't sure exactly what was going to happen. But when we found that out, it was fucking pretty special to us. So that was 
And then uh, we wrapped it up Sunday indoors, and that was with Die Alone played it, uh, Living Nightmare played it, which is also another fucking amazing band that's getting ready to pop out. Um, can't say enough good things about them either, Chase Carlino and Rogers and those guys. They're fucking phenomenal. They were, their set was insane. Like they're they fucking go hard. They're you already know you've heard some of their shit. You know it. Uh, yeah, I got to hear some. Amazing. Yeah, so their first set. I mean, obviously, from what you heard watching them live it translates completely differently they're fucking way better like they're they're gonna be a weapon and then hostage played that one as well with us which is you know always got the love for the hostage boys since day one so it was uh but doors was you know i think it was the hottest day of the run it was like plus 42 in the afternoon which meant inside doors pubs it was probably plus 80 (laughs) it was fucking hot man yeah, that's dangerous. Fine. That's like straight up dangerous. Like, honest to God, I, I don't think I would have been able to move or or I would have like passed out within a minute. From what I understand, I think Jay, I think Jay finished the Living Nightmare set and I think he had to go because he caught heat stroke in there. I think. Yeah. That's what, uh, yeah, that's I saw what a I post seen. about that too. Yeah, <laughs> I saw I saw posts about it. Just disgusting, man. Like even the pictures, I'm looking at everyone. Everyone looks like a fucking boiled egg. Like just disgusting. It was so bad. We had to mop the floor between sets. There's a picture of Rick fucking yeah. with a busted ass mop. So excited <laughs> in there, man. When the, by the time Russ played, like die alone, we got lucky to open. It was fucking pretty hard. Like, like, but like even die alone, like first note, I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna pass out. So there's uh there's um there's a video of the last couple of seconds of embodied when Omar's doing his guest spot and I'm laying on his shoulder. A, I love Omar to death and his shoulder's the comfiest shit in the world, but B, I just wanted to get the fuck out of there. It was so fucking hot. Like I was like, guys, we're done. At the end of it, they people were and, and motherfuckers were still calling for an encore after we finished. Like they were like, encore, encore. I grabbed Tommy's mic and I was like, do y'all know how fucking hot it is? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Are you serious? Go. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, we were That's not awesome. doing the fuck. We were not. That was our encore. That was it. Go the fuck. Get outside. Let's go. Let's fucking get, get out some there. fresh air. Are you trying to kill us? Like, <laughs> man, it was fucking. Yeah, it was wild. It was so hot. But the shows themselves, man. Honestly, Ontario Hardcore pulled up. We couldn't have asked for fucking better nights. We sold out fucking Sneakies, which is crazy. That's sold wild. outdoors, which again also fucking wild. Like. Just Ontario Hardcore in general pulled the fuck up, and I'm so excited. Like, I was so happy. Like, my heart's still fucking just beaming from it all. Like, you know, having those guys come from out west and having those guys come up from Detroit and being able to show them how Ontario Hardcore, you know, how we fucking pull up for each other is fucking, that was special. It was sick. It was so sick. And it was everybody involved, not just like every single band, every single photographer, every single content creator, fuck, everybody fucking made this possible. It was sick. It was so special. And uh, you mentioned to me, you got some shows coming up soon too. You want to plug that? Uh, so we have one in September with uh, Broken Vow and reality denied i can't remember the other bands off the top of my head that are on it but i know broken vow is the headliner coming up from the states um it's in st Catharines. it's september 1st at the warehouse bandidotes is putting it on so shout out philip anecdotes because i love y'all um they're the ones putting it on so we'll be playing that and then after that i think it goes quiet for a bit until um we get ready to announce the record release show 
That's exciting. I can't wait to hear that announcement. All right, I'll catch you at yeah. warehouse this time. I'll, I'll make sure I get out to that one. <laughs> it'll be it'll be a fight. It'll be cooler. I promise. Yeah, hopefully. God damn. Um, you know? outside of Ontario hardcore, since we've been talking a lot about that, is there one band right now that you're listening to that you don't think is getting enough shine or exposure? You'd want to shout out. Um, I'm listening to a lot of shit right now. Um. Bleached Cross is probably one of my favorite bands right now. They're like a new wavy, um, like the Cure-ish almost type band. Um, that's one band that I'm really, really stoked on that I've been listening to a lot of. Um, there's another band called Ether Coven that I've been listening to a lot of. I mean, outside of hardcore in general, like, and even hardcore itself, like, hardcore is getting ready to fucking really pop off. Like, the new Orthodox is going to be really sick. The new Inclination is going to be really sick. Um, I'm really feeling the new chat file record, though. I, I can't lie about that. That record's fucking great. Um, definitely something I've been listening to a lot of, too. And who haven't you shared the stage with yet now that you guys are, you know, selling out venues, getting bigger, things are happening? Who haven't you played with yet that you'd love to share the stage with? If you got like a big pipe dream or any goal? Um, honestly, we would just want to play with fucking everybody. Um, I think something we'd really like to do, like I'd really like to dip down into the States. I'd like to do, um, I, I, I really want to do, I want to hang out with, with, uh, with the D block boys a little bit more. They're like, they was so much fun. Um, definitely, you know, more more uh more tours more runs with them would be fucking phenomenal um bucket list bands i mean terror would be good to play with um you know there's a lot of bands you know dipping in buffalo final declarations down there they're one of my favorite bands out of buffalo um i'd like to play with them uh there's a lot of bands to play with um pretty much anybody like we really want to play with prowl um spaced out of buffalo as well they're another band that's really on the come up that i really 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 love um, can't say enough good things about the space camp. That record they just dropped is sick. I love that record. Um, so like they would be cool to play some shows with. Um, yeah, man, we we just want to rip shows. We want to play with everybody. Man, I'm fucking up the order of the questions I had here from last time. Last, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking sorry, at my thing. Going, Damn, last interview was better. I'm way not prepared for this. Um, we glossed over it, but I definitely need totally to talk prepared. about it. You just put out a music video for Chokehold. And yes. you guys got hooked up collaborating with Discovered now too. Yep. So I wanted to touch on yep. all that. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. How'd the music video come along? Like, did you guys have a lot of say in the creative direction? Uh, so the music video, we kind of had an idea. We pitched it to the director and then gave him creative control. Um, so the video for Chokehold was done by a gentleman named MJD. His name is Michael Jari Davidson. He's out of Toronto. Um, he's fucking phenomenal. He's done a lot of videos for like some Metal Blade artists. He's done videos for Alice in Chains, uh, Tegan and Sarah. Like He's done a lot of really prolific shit. He's fucking super awesome. Amazing dude to work with. We had a great time with him. Um, but yeah, we basically had like a rough idea where we were like, hey, it'd be cool. You know, we played a show the night before the shoot. So we were like, hey, you know, if you want to come out and shoot the show or just come out and watch the show, even just to like kind of see kind of what we're about or whatever. And then we'll figure it out, you know, whatever you want to do. We gave him a little bit of an idea and then we just gave him full control. Of it. So it was basically whatever he wanted to do. So he came out the night before he shot the show. We did a bunch of stuff with him. Um, that was that show with uh, Hostage, actually, that we played. You were there. That was your first rush show. It was, and I was fucking hyped to see myself in a music video. I felt so painful. <laughs> you can't even like really see me, but you can see my hat. 
So I know it's you. You know you. You know it's you, so it's enough. That's enough. Yeah. Sometimes that's all it takes, right? It's just like no, you know it's me. Um, yeah, I've never yeah, been in a music so video before, was, so. Uh, so he came out, shot that show, and then the next day we did the rest of the stuff at Main Station Hamilton. Um, Hamilton's always been a really great city for us, so you know the fact that we were able to have that show shot and have basically like the whole video itself is basically Hamilton. Like it's all the footage was shot in Hamilton. Uh, the live show was shot in Hamilton. The interviews were done in Hamilton. Everything that we did over the course of that weekend was done in Hamilton, and it was really special to us. Hamilton's been like a second home to us. Um, obviously, we claim Ontario hardcore because we're all spread out, but Hamilton's always been like our second home. That's always been where we've done the best. That's always been where, you know, the scene there is just thriving right now. It's popping off. A lot of good bands coming out of Hamilton, you know, like Cavill, Living Nightmare, bands like that. Um, it's really fucking... Like Hamilton is special, especially to me. I I don't know since I've lived in Brantford, since I moved to Brantford, like I've always kind of gravitated towards Hamilton. I've always just loved Hamilton. So to be able to kind of help out and like you know help, you know help the scene there, I guess if you will, or do anything we can to like be a part of that scene. I really just want to. I secretly just want to be a part of the scene there. <laughs> like, secretly, I'm like hey, how do I get in here? Um, but yeah, Hamilton's always been really good to us. So chokehold was really important for us to do that. Um, and then the discovered stuff, I guess we'll just fucking transition straight into that. Uh, the discovered stuff kind of came about over the pandemic, like after promo or right around promo. Anyways, uh, there was some there was some interest and some discussions with discovered about us kind of. You know them maybe working with us or us working with them or trying to figure something out. So it took uh, it took quite a while for us to be able to get to that point. Um, and then when it finally happened and we bridged that gap and started having those conversations, like they've been fucking incredible. So the show called video got premiered through it. Um, they also just premiered the um, like the work for the record. Um, they're gonna do the next single. They're basically just helping us push the record as much as possible. Like they they believe in what we're doing and they're backing us as much as possible. So it's actually been it's been really crazy. Like the whole experience has been quite surreal. And I can't thank them enough. Like their creative team is fucking amazing. Everything about them is amazing. And the fact that they, you know, the fact that they wanted to take a chance on us has been pretty fucking crazy. Like it's it's definitely a very surreal experience. Yeah, they're they are awesome. The few people I've spoken with over there are good people, so I'm really hyped to see you guys working together. It's very cool. Thanks, man. And for those of you wondering, yes, that was a turn signal. Rob is driving at the moment while we're doing this interview. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Always all hardcore all the time, baby. That's how we do it. I'm kidding. It's a but yes, I am actually driving. <laughs> I'm actually driving to go get the kids. I'm, I'm driving to dad life, so I'm leaving. Like I left my job. Now I'm doing the hardcore job, and now I'm transitioning to my third job, which is hanging out with kiddos. <laughs> and then when they go to bed, it's just memes. <laughs> yeah, and then when they go to bed, that's when I just meme it up. And, like, I mean, like, I've been trying to, like, finish video games and stuff lately, too. But, like, the meme game is just so strong on the internet right now that, like, <laughs> it takes up way too much fucking time. Way too much time.
Welcome back to Not Just a Phase. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here on this crazy planet we call Earth. We're talking today with Rob from Rust and Die Alone, and we're just going to hop right back into it here. You got a favorite show or tour memory as a band so far in either band, I guess? Uh, Actually, yeah, now I do. Um, So for Rust, it's literally been the last four days. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's oh man i can't i honestly i'm still riding that high so like i just i miss everybody from that tour i, I miss every well tour fuck it's not even a tour it's called a jog okay it's when you fucking just jog around ontario for a second four um, four dates just around yeah it's a jog yeah, four, yeah it's not even a fucking yeah it's, it's not uh it's not a tour it's, it's a we run went for a jog it's a run yeah, we went for, well we went for uh, it was more like a jog we kind of yeah, we started right. running towards the end of it, but it was too fucking hot to run, so we jogged. You know, right? Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> um, but I think for Rust, my favorite show right now has been um, the Sneaky D show. That was um, a it was very unexpected, and be the love that like it was a fucking it was a magical set, man. It was crazy. It was such a rad set. It was definitely um, definitely my favorite one thus far. Like Doors was sick. Every show on the run was sick, but Toronto was like a little more sentimental, I guess, in that way. Like I've, I've seen so many bands of Sneaky D's, and you know what I mean. Like to be able to play there and do well, to be able to headline there and do well has been like that was fuck that surpassed like ninety percent of any local goals that I had, especially like for for what for what our band is. Um, and then for Die Alone, my favorite set is still the. Uh, the friction set that we played a couple weeks back for vans at the expo um 
it, that that was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. That that set was wild, and I can't thank the Friction Homies enough for having us on that. It was it was crazy. That night was surreal too. So since uh you know everyone seems to be doing it lately these days, you got uh, a favorite band you'd like to see do a reunion that actually hasn't done it yet? Uh the only one that I think I need to that I think I would like to see uh would be Dillinger Escape Plan. Everybody else seems to be doing it, or if they're not doing it, there's talks about it or like you know whispers about it or whatever. And Dillinger's the only band that's like, nah, we'll never do that. <laughs> so I was gonna say they've band, said that. Eh? They've just been like, no, yeah. stop, don't even think about it. Like, yeah, don't even bother asking. So I think if there was one band where we could get them back together, it would be them. Chimera would be great too. I would really like to see a Chimera reunion. They were, um, I mean. I remember seeing them, I think their last time through Canada. I think I remember seeing them. I think, I think that was their last time through Canada was the last time I saw them. And they were pretty great then, but like to see them get back together and make another record would be pretty dope. But yeah, definitely Dillinger, 100% Dillinger. It's a good call. It's a good call. You, um, you mentioned earlier you had guest vocal feature um, from, Di- from Die Alone, the vocalist there. Um, your other awesome hardcore band there. If you could, guys could get any, another guest vocal feature with Rust from like any vocalist, if you wanted to like dream big, unrealistically, who do you th- who do you think you'd want? Uh, Jesse Barnett from Six Year Guns. Wow, that was quick. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. just right There's away. Not, Didn't have to think about it. It was uh, no, no, there was no thinking involved in that. We actually, um, we had actually tried to reach out for World Upside Down, and uh, they were just too busy. So. Oh, you reached out though. That's cool. I didn't know that. We tried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We tried. Well, so we wrote a song called Overstep and Overstep was like, it's a very, it's a little bit more of a, I guess, politically driven type song. Um, And we thought that, um, you know, throwing caution into the wind, we were like, you know, what's the worst that could happen? We either get left on red, which we did, or we get told no, which we got left on red. So it was a no. <laughs> so it was like, whatever, let, let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's see where the chips fall. And I, yeah. So it just, it never, it never manifested, but I mean, you know what? That's sick. You know it's what though, in. too, being left on red, I've come to realize like a lot of bands, sometimes your, your messages get filtered. Like I get messages filtered for the show too. So there's a lot of like, there's hidden messages and bullshit. So you might not have been like left on red. You might've been like not even seen at all. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, it could be yeah. a variety of things, but, like, at the end of the day, man, like, if you don't try, you never know. And it absolutely. Was you know, we were like, absolutely. yo, he would sound, we wrote a part, and we were like, yo, like, somebody like that would sound sick, so I was like, why don't we just fucking shoot a message, and let's see what happens. <laughs> like, absolutely. You never know. You miss 100% but, uh, of the shots you don't take. I think that was Gandhi or Gretzky, maybe? Fucking Gretzky, but then Michael Scott <laughs> also coined it right after, so yeah. I rolled with the, I roll, I roll with the office version of that shit. I live in Brantford. I live in Wayne Gretzky territory, but uh, oh, my yeah. heart belongs to my heart belongs to Michael Scott. So let's yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> and you were uh, you're talking about Overstep. You guys did a music video for that too, right? Uh, so the video for Overstep is actually it's just an animation video that we yeah. that we had done. Yeah. Um, Dylan Gold, uh, so Stay Golden from Toronto, he's the one that did it for us and fucking absolutely nailed it. The animations are sick. Like he just basically brought the the album art to life and like did his own things, did his own spin on it. Homie fucking kills it. He's so great and so talented. Um, so yeah, we actually dropped that 
and this we dropped so we dropped the video the single and we dropped the album announcement all in the same day so everything kind of came out at once and the reception to over step has been pretty fucking wild so we we obviously can't be happier because you want to like it's always sick when your song does well but um yeah apparently the feedback like the feedback that we've gotten from it has been really really great so you can't be anything but stoked on that yeah that was super cool that was super cool um well i guess we got most of the, the new stuff promo so we can get into the stupid shit now yes <laughs> the more exciting half of the conversation <laughs> <laughs> you know so you know the, new, the band stuff is cool to talk about and whatever but i mean like why are we really here what are we really getting into today you I'm, tell me i'm really hoping i can just ask questions that not a lot of podcasts are asking or that people haven't asked you in general before let's um, fucking get it yeah you know the drill i've asked these to you fuck three times now <laughs> yeah you know i'm fucking <laughs> <laughs> you're probably gonna get three different answers too that's true it's true all right so assuming you're not a pacifist which i know you're not if you could punch anyone in the face as hard as you can with no repercussions who would you punch out and why david lee roth just to see if that scream he does in real life would apply to being punched in the nose he's <laughs> got a punchable face he's got <laughs> you a very know? punchable face yeah there's a video, so there's a video of Van Halen. I think it's on Jimmy Kimmel, and he fucking he gets his fucking nose split open, and he fucking goes on a tangent. Watching that shit get bandaged up was fucking hilarious. So yeah, absolutely, David. How do you get his nose split? I mean, I can't remember. I think Eddie. I think Eddie Van Halen fucking took him out. I can't oh, remember. Yeah. Something happened. He got hit in the face by something, and fucking split his nose open. Yeah, it was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was it, it was i'm not gonna lie it was, it was pretty funny um but uh yeah it was that it would definitely be him i didn't get to ask you this question last time we chatted it's a slightly newer question um whatever you're comfortable putting on record um <laughs> what's the <laughs> what's the most illegal or dangerous thing you've ever done oh man okay so keep names out I if thought... you're gonna do the illegal shit <laughs> Obviously. oh absolutely yeah. yeah absolutely i've done um so i've been very fortunate enough to live quite the eccentric lifestyle <laughs> i uh my younger years were definitely not uh my younger years were definitely not uh not the uh not the most pleasant that's for sure i used to get into a lot of fights i was i was a pretty uh when we left well prior to leaving alberta and moving out this way like i was already like pretty um pretty known like around for fighting i used to fight a lot and then um once we got once we moved out here and i moved to ottawa and we lived like inner city ottawa so we lived in a in a town or i guess a suburb of ottawa called vanny so anybody that knows that knows pretty much what i'm talking about and it's like that's where you don't go at night type spot in ottawa and uh we were like pretty much right off the main drag down there so like walking around at night it was no uh there was no shortage of crime and no shortage of things that you would see so like i kind of got first on those streets pretty quick <laughs> um but uh yeah i was 16 i guess i'll tell one story so i was 16 and uh at the time there used to be a way <laughs> where you could uh you could um just take people's bank cards and put them in the machines and put empty envelopes in and fucking like the machine would give you cash but it oh, wouldn't yeah, catch yeah, yeah. Like, 
yeah, yeah. So it wouldn't catch like the back. next day. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so a yeah. buddy so a buddy of mine, him and I threw a party at his mom's house in Ottawa and we ended up getting like we I think all in all we probably collected a good five grand <laughs> from empty envelopes. Dude, at and, sixteen, uh, that's nuts. It was uh a good well, chunk it, was of change. Such, it was a good party too. I bet lot. damn yeah, it was a good it was a really good party. But uh that led into like it it just got pretty wild and then yeah, there was uh there was some attempted, uh, some attempted auto lift, uh, <laughs> some attempted, uh, some attempted autos that uh, we wanted to joyride in that didn't quite manifest because we got caught. And oddly enough, somehow, two of us got let go out of it. Um, it was a very surreal experience, like having the cops roll up and handcuff you, and you're sitting there in handcuffs and like. My family was, you know, two hours away at the time. They were gone for the weekend. So, like, I was like, well, I'm really fucked now. Because, like, it was, what, 2000? It was the year 2000 when this happened. So, like, cell phones and all that kind of shit were kind of like, our, you know, if you had one, you know, you definitely weren't me. Because uh, we couldn't afford that. Straight <laughs> so, up, yeah. It was, uh, it was not a... Uh, there, there was no, oh, well, just call my family. Look, come pick me up or here, you know, reach into my pocket and let me text them or something. There was Same. none of that. So, Same, yeah. So I ended up hanging out with the police for quite a while. And, uh, yeah, at the end of it, they ended up letting us go. So I got lucky because at the time, like, when they had rushed us, I wasn't caught in the cars. I had kind of just gotten out and was like, yo, this is fucked. This isn't working. And then the cops rushed us, so they, they couldn't really prove that I was in there. And, you know, code of the streets, fucking my friends think, fuck, nobody ratted on me. <laughs> it worked out. So it was me and one other me and one other guy that got to go away. But, yeah, it was a fucking surreal time. That was probably one of the craziest, well, one of the crazier times that I can talk about anyways. <laughs> Man, when I asked you this off record, I did not expect any of these answers. You're a fucking teddy bear, so I didn't expect you were such a hood, <laughs> such a hoodlum in your youth. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that dad life really fucking calms you out, man. It's <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty wild what happens when you have kids, and you know you kind of your perspective changes over the years, you know, like. But again, like going back to like anybody that talks to me or anybody that knows me, like my my root my roots in hardcore and family are very much have been the exact same for since i was a kid since i found hardcore like you know growing up on the you know being on the streets and getting into fights and getting into all the things like it was always every single fight that i ever got into was always at the expense of somebody else being a fucking jackass it was never you know i know i was never a fighter by trade like i never i never i was never the one to start a fight i was never one looking for a fight it was always sticking up for somebody else that couldn't stick up for themselves namely my brothers yeah i can see that so if you met my brother Rick, he was mm. a fucking hellion, and they used to tease all the kids in their grades, and then I'd fight their big brothers after school and shit. Like, <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> so was, he uh, was instigating; it. you were just defending. <laughs> oh, it was a fucking yeah, it was a time. But yeah, it, it was you know I had I I I uh, yeah I was never uh, I was never I was never like I never went after anything. Like I wasn't like hey I want to get into a fight. Like, I was never like the get drunk and rowdy type or anything like that. It was always like somebody would be picking on somebody else and we'd be like, all right, well, let's go. And then uh, things would happen. Man, I used to get my ass kicked just as much, though. It was fun. I'll tell you that right now. 
<laughs> I got I got my ass kicked just as much as I ever fucking gave it out, if not more so. Like I, it used to be, yeah, it was pretty rough. Man, Ottawa was a rough time. Ottawa was rough, and then when I moved to Mississauga, it wasn't so bad. I kind of learned to chill out a little bit because I kind of had to be a little better. So I didn't uh, I didn't quite pick as many fights. That's odd because I, I figured Mississauga would be a, a rougher area than Ottawa. I didn't even know Ottawa had rough areas, to be honest. Well, Mississauga, Mississauga, like the area that I the area that I was in South Melway in Mississauga, like it was um at the time, like 2001-ish, like it wasn't um I mean it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like, you know, Black Creek or anything like that, but like it was definitely for a suburb. Like there was like late night shit for sure. Like there was a lot of there was a lot of shit out there. Like we got into we got into a lot of trouble too. But like it was a different it was a different vibe because it wasn't really you know you were always kind of singled out. So sometimes it was just easier to take the L and just fucking all right like whatever and just let it go than it was to really get into anything. So like I kind of learned I learned real quick who to make friends with in school. And then I learned very quick outside of there, like what not to do and what to do. And it was, um, yeah, you definitely became a little bit more of a pacifist in that regard where bigger city. Right. So, yeah, well, you know, once you get once, you know, it's always, it's all fun and games. So somebody pulls out a knife or a gun, right. That's my bigger city. Yeah. (laughs) And the second, any of that happens, like Ottawa was pretty good for that too. Like, but in Ottawa, I didn't know any better. I was a punk-ass kid. So to me, it was like, all right, this is where we're at. Let's go. And it was different. But by the time I got to Mississauga, it was like, okay, well, you know, these motherfuckers don't play up here. So it was very um, – it was a different time. It was a very different time. Yeah, well, now that you've ruined my teddy bear image of you. Um, <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> we're going to – Fuck you're fucking teddy bear image. You. Next time I see you, I'm gonna give you the fucking Care Bear stare. I'm gonna fucking <laughs> I'll draw a fucking draw a rainbow on this fucking teddy bear for you. Give you the Care Bear stare. Well, we're gonna we're gonna keep it <laughs> we're gonna keep it Canadian. You've been around here your whole life, so we're gonna get some Canada questions out of the way. Uh, favorite Canadian band that's no longer active. Nickelback. <laughs> Fuck off. They're still active. <laughs> what? Why did I agree to have no. you back on here? Yeah, they're still active for sure. Uh who's fucking I don't know who who's inactive that's Canadian that's fucking that's legit. Fucking Razor just came back. Fucking the thrash the, the old Canadian thrash band from fucking forever ago. They just came back. Man, I feel like everybody's coming back. I don't know. Favorite Canadian band that's not active? Tragically hip, because they will never come back. True. Okay. Okay. I didn't take you for a hip fan either. That's weird. I'm not at all, but that's just one band. Right. So, you know, if I have my pick, it's Brian Adams. Let's go. Brian Adams. That's like a knife. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. I didn't see that coming. All right. Uh... (laughs) Wow. All right. Um, damn. Favorite Canadian. For real though. For real though. Okay. For real though. For real though. Yeah. Dead and Divine. Let's go. Dead oh, and Divine needs answer. to come back. Okay. That'd be cool. Dead and Divine needs really to. Cool. Chris, if you listen to this, Dead and Divine needs to come back. All right, buddy. Let's get it. Yeah, that would be sick. For real. I'd love to see what happened at Lovers Lane again, and Drugs would be sweet to see see live again too. That song rips. Right. 
Fuck. You know that whole I'm album saying? was the Machines We Are or Were. It's a great album. Great too. record. Yeah, no, insane. they're great. Yeah, it'd be it'd be so to see those guys come back for sure. That would be cool. Uh, favorite Canadian food? Something that's kind of exclusive to our area. Um, Osmos. Osmos, <laughs> the place. Well, the first. Well, yeah. Well, the first. The first one was born in Streetsville, so I mean, I guess that's kind of, you know. It's Canadian. It's Canadian Mediterranean cuisine. It's fucking shawarma with a little Canadian twist to it, you know? No? <laughs> I meant like right, fine. Po- Canadian food. <laughs> ah, poutine. Poutine. Let's poutine. Go. Okay. Poutine, right. poutine. So favorite place to eat All in Ontario, the... I guess, would be Osmos. Osmos. Yeah. Oh, hands down. And they're, cool. they're the shawarma joint that you guys love so much, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get sponsored by them right now. Like it's real. I just want them to. I just want their garlic sauce to sponsor me. I don't even give a fuck. Fuck your shawarma. I just want your garlic sauce recipe <laughs> to sponsor me, and I will fucking drink it on tour. Let's go. This episode of Not Just a Face brought to you in part by Osmos. <laughs> <laughs> you know, forget it. Um, coming back to the music slightly. Uh, album of the year for 2021. What do you think you played the most of? So, last time I fucked this up because I couldn't remember my best of 2021 list. Um, and 2021 was also a really weird year. I didn't really listen to a, a whole lot of music. I kind of, you know, went through a really good bout of depression. So I was, um, like, I kind of, you know, like my, um, uh, my separation happened and like a bunch of other shit happened like through 2021. So I was kind of, it was very, uh, 2021 was a strange year. Um, but the record I actually did listen to the most was, uh, King woman's, uh, celestial blues. Um, it's completely unrelated to anything anyone would ever expect me to listen to, but, um, it's a fucking phenomenal record and it actually helped me out a lot. It was, uh, very detrimental to, getting me through that massive bout of depression um uh so yeah blackwater holy light dropped a record too that was also quite detrimental to uh so the two of those were the records i listened to the most of and uh favorite canadian and least favorite canadian act nickelback for both <laughs> 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 You're not gonna take this seriously, Robert. I will cut this conversation. Okay. <laughs> the fact that you fucking said <laughs> you said that so quick for both. For both. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, so least favorite. Yeah, love is to hate him. Nickelback. I mean, you know, Nickelback's got some riffs. I gotta give them that. They slap. They got some slapper riffs for sure. But yeah, no, definitely not. And then, um. um Canadian so I go a little a little bit deeper with that so my favorite Canadian band slash record is Finger Eleven's The Greatest of Blue Skies <laughs> I want to bully you for that but okay <laughs> Are you, bro no. it's Canadian no man. it's Canadian yo drag you down their new their new metal phase was sick <laughs> you say so I don't but you're just asking me, fuck. You're asking me. 
How about Russ? Russ World Upside Down. That's my favorite fucking Canadian drop. <laughs> shameless plug. Shameless plug. Um, <laughs> it's not. It's not at all. Shameless. So, if you could give the world a gift, what would it be and why? Ooh, I can't say on the air. You already know where I'm going with that. I actually don't. If you could give the world a gift? Um, the entire well, world. It's definitely the entire world. What mm-hmm. can I give the entire world as a gift? Yeah. It doesn't have to be like a material possession. Oh, so it could be like anything. It could be anything. Yeah, use your imagination. Uh, uh, holy shit. What a fucking question. If I could give the world anything. I mean, there's, I have so many answers. None are appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, if anybody knows me, you already know there's about 10 things that I've said in my mind that no <laughs> one will ever hear. <laughs> um, you know what? Fuck it. Let's give the world world peace. How about that? Let's let's play the uh, let's play the fucking the nice card and we'll go with that. I don't know. I'd probably no. Actually, no. Fuck it. I'd give the world osmos. You give the world what? So yeah, I would give them osmos. <laughs> There's a lot of starving people out there, so that's that's good. You know, it's all right. Okay, that's a good gift. That's a good gift. Or chocolate cream cold brews from Starbucks, because that's my new addiction. What the fuck, dude? Bro, it's fucking <laughs> wild. Is that, what, is that what the world I'm, needs? Yo, it is fucking unhinged, this addiction that I have to chocolate cream cold brews. Bro, it's fucking wild. It's so bad. So bad. So delicious, but like, yeah, it's not good. I, would I get so bad that I've completely sworn off Tim Hortons coffee. Well, Tim's a shit, but I would have I have like panic attacks just looking at the drinks you post from Starbucks sometimes, like the size of your head. Bro, it's all the, so much caffeine. Bro, it's all okay. You know what the best thing about that is? It's all the same fucking drink. I have not posted one drink yet. That Starbucks. That's not the same thing. It's, I get the exact same fucking. Th- I, it's it's a bad addition. It's bad. They, it's really they bad. Terrify me. Yeah. If I told you how much I've spent on Starbucks, you would be like, "You're a fucking something." Wow. That's bad. Yeah. It's a. It's a no bueno situation. Man. How, it's bad. <laughs> how, how much? How much is your cup? How much is your drink? Um, well, it's a lot. Come on. Fucking what is 20 it? Ounces. Yeah, how much <laughs> is it though? What is it like a twelve dollar fucking drink? Oh, man. well, it's Starbucks, man. It's like fucking seven bucks. Yeah. Let's go. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's too much. Too much. Too rich for my poor. <laughs> too rich for my poor ass. So, what's uh, what's the next big goal or accomplishment you want to reach with Rust as a band? Is there, is there a venue you've dreamed of playing, or a festival you want to open or headline, or any goal or milestone um, you want to accomplish? Uh, collectively, we're all thinking about uh, Europe actually as being the next milestone we want to hit. Why Europe? Honestly, it's always been a goal of mine to just go to Europe as a vacation. Like, I just want to go to Europe. I've heard nothing but amazing things about Europe. The cultures, the communities, like everything there just screams like it's a place I need to go to at least once in my life. So 
to be able to go there to play hardcore would be absolutely mind-blowing. All right, and we'll uh, we'll wrap it up here. Um, did I did I fall off again? Or are you good? No, no, we're good. We're good. Um, just wrap it up, and we'll play an outro track and say our sayonaras. What's new coming up for the band this year? Anything else you want to drop before uh, we wrap it up? No, the only thing we got is the record dropping August twenty sixth. So again, world upside down August twenty sixth. Super stoked. Then we got the vinyl. We got the vinyls dropping at some point, and then uh, the record release show. We got the one show of Broken Vow, and then now that's all the books for the rest of the year for us. Yeah, I'm hyped for that. Warmwood Records putting out that album, and the record release show. Shout out to all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Josh at Warmwood. I love you. True, true. So any last uh, shout-outs, plugs, causes, anything you want to speak on, anything at all you want to talk about, let's hear it. Floor's yours, mic's yours. Uh, and then we're going to we're gonna call it a wrap and play an outro track. So the only thing I can really, the only thing I really want on is uh, obviously the sense of community and the sense of Ontario hardcore in general. That's, you know, this new resurgence that's been happening is fucking insane. And it's so incredibly special. And there is so many people that are collectively working, busting their asses, whether it's photographers, um, you know, we got you, not just the phase, we got Phil over at Banicdo, any of the, any of the podcasts, any of the showgoers that are talking to bands, talking to people, artists in general, um, you know, can't thank them enough. Then we got the photographers coming out to shows. You got people like Dave Prof coming out, who's a fucking gem. I absolutely adore him. You got MG, who's also a fucking gem that's hitting the scene. Carly Boomer's great. Omar Shoots is great. Scum Collective is also another up and comer that's really, you know, they've been getting out to a lot of shows too and really kind of pushing that grind too. There's so many great photographers, content creators. And yeah, there's just, there's so many people that are just overall contributing to the scene and helping it grow and it's incredible to watch happen everyone's got each other's backs everybody you know it's a real sense of family and i'm super proud of it all right beautiful well it's been a pleasure having you on here for the third time um <laughs> 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 i hope Thanks. to catch you soon fucking great oh <laughs> and we're gonna shout out i gotta shout out uh I'm going to shout out my homie's trauma model. Um, Elijah drums on the run for us. And I completely forgot to name drop how fucking amazing of a human being and creature he is for doing that. And then trauma model, because they let us use their van and Mitchell from trauma model was the best worst tour manager we've ever had. So if you're listening to this Mitchell, you've earned it. Yeah, oh. Temper Tantrum made the yeah Temper Tantrum made the the pissing on rush shirts, and uh, I have a one of a kind. Uh, if y'all want to hit me up, I have a one of a kind shirt from that night for Temper Tantrum. If you were there, you saw it. I didn't wear it on stage. I didn't put it up for anybody to see it, but I was walking around with it at one point. So if anyone saw it and they want it, uh, I got it. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, man. I'm hyped for this record right, to drop, and I'm hyped to catch you at Warehouse. That's what September first. Yeah, September first. Uh, 
so yeah, absolutely. It'll probably be me. It'll probably be me picking ass up. So let's go. <laughs> yeah, it might be. It might be. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta roll right by. I gotta. I gotta roll right by anyway. Let's get it. <laughs> Do you? Oh, word. Okay, perfect. All right. All right. Well, I will see you very soon, my friend. And congrats on all, all right, the the recent success, all this new shit popping off, the collab with Discovered. The album's coming out here. It's coming out, what, August 26th on Wormwood Records. Check out, uh, check that out. Get physicals there. And Rust, man, Ontario Hardcore, one of the best doing it right now, putting that shit back on the map for us. So thanks again for coming to chat with us, man. I appreciate you, my dude. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for anyone that's listening. Support not just a phase. Support my buddy Rob and everything we do here at The Punk Show. Let's fucking get it. Watch all of for humanity Disregard for everyone